HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, the Nichols and May of the now generation, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. It's going to be a big day, Judy. We're making stars today. We are we are star makers. Um, I'm very excited about our guest today. And also our guest in the booth is our long lost producer and engineer. engineer to the stars, Jack Inslee. Good to have you back, Jack. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, where are you? In the CBS Hall, FM Hall of Fame back That's there? Where I broadcast from now, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was Norman Knight I saw in the hallway before. <laughs> Well, we really are going to make a star. Our guest today is our usual engineer, uh, Joe Galarraga. We're going to talk about his band, Big Ups. And our um, other VIP here today is my good friend, Jesse Cannon, whose new book, Get More Fans, the DIY Guide to uh, the New Music Business. Uh, and this thing is a fucking brick. I mean, this is like unbelievable. And That's like David Foster Wallace. It's, 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 it's true. It's, it's, it's the infinite jest of like music business. Just with a little bit easier of a plot to digest. It it is easy to digest. And, you know, the irony here, of course, is that so much of this book is about social media and online stuff, and yet here is a paper and ink product, old school. How's it going, man? How's it going with the book? It's going great. Um, Well, one of the reasons it's paper and ink is because one of the things I endorse is that you should be on every single format because some people like me, and probably a lot of uh, the listeners still like to pick up paper, but... It's in every format because you should be in every format with your music as well. Do you, do you use your iPad in the bathroom? Does anybody else read their iPad? I, I, in the, I, 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 the bands. Do you watch, the porn, do you watch porn on it? 
I tr- truth be told, the problem is there's no good like porn uh, sites. <laughs> Not everything's HTML5. It's all on Flash. Well, I, I can tell you which ones are. What are you laughing at, McGuire? <laughs> Just you know, we we go from making our friend a star to, to reading our porny iPad on the toilet. <laughs> well, if there's one thing I've learned recording bands for 14 years, though, every band whether in the studio will discuss. I don't care. The most uptight, pretentious indie rocker will still discuss porn through half the recording. Okay. <laughs> I don't have an iPad yet. I, I'm still. I, this is why I need to be made oh, This is why you're not famous, John. I need, this is I, why yeah. you're good at music, though, is you're paying attention to nothing else but your music because you can't pay attention to anything because that's a flip phone. Right? Yeah, I, by the way, I'm holding up an, an old LG chocolate phone from about 2004, I think. So. <laughs> wow. I thought the kids all had the high tech. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Tell Jack to it's give like, me a raise. You know, it's like the other oh. night I was watching. Um, everybody saw Chris Hadley, the astronaut, doing Space Oddity. Yeah. From yes. the, I mean, how great was that, right? That was awesome. Okay? And then he was quickly forgotten about it. He landed the next day, you know, oh, which, which wasn't even in the paper. You think <laughs> yes, this guy did this great thing. Well, I, I watched it on the NASA television station. By the way, there's a great oh. NASA app for your iPhone and uh, iPad. And you'd see everything that's happening in NASA. You could see all the live pictures from Mars. But can, you, is, can you jerk off to it? <laughs> um, well, it depends on what's happening on Mars on any okay. given day. <laughs> Uh, but that's your tax dollars at work. But the thing landed, and the Soyuz technology, because don't forget, we can the space shuttle program. And for the first time ever, I started missing that thing. You know, we retired it. I did yeah. not realize right? that. Do you see them flying around to be put in museums? It's a fucking museum piece. <laughs> the space, the space shuttle uh, sucked anyway, you know? <laughs> it, it was like the, the station wagon of its, its era. It didn't fly well. It blew up far too fucking often for anybody's yeah. comfort. But the Soyuz thing is like, it's just this big hunk of metal. It looks like a Tonka truck, and it lands hard. And <laughs> just to watch it, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, with Low a parachute. Technology. I mean, it well, landed in a field in Kazakhstan. It was, <laughs> you know, Hadfield's a Canadian. In Kazakhstan. Yeah. So, so my joke was, pass the dust, I think I'm Borat. <laughs> get that? Didn't anybody have that record, pass the dust, I think I'm Bowie by Black Randy and the Metro Squad? No. no. fucking squares. Okay, <laughs> so back to Joe, we're making him famous. Yes. Okay, let's do this. What's the first step? Is Get a, get a smartphone, right? <laughs> well, uh, t- t- truth be told, a lot of the work you're going to have to do is on the internet, even if that's a really boring thing, and we all hear about social media all the time. You do have to do a lot of work on the internet, which is nice, though, because... You could do this in a tour van, sitting in your bed when you're having a one night stand, and she won't leave your bed, and you're like, oh, "I'm sitting here waiting." And he doesn't oh, well, I'm a very loyal. Anything about groupies in this book? There, there, there actually is a whole part where I talk about how much being a good house guest on tour can help promote your band. Because if there's anything I've seen. You stay with the people who leave you on tour. Those are also the biggest loudmouths in every seat who spread your word. So if you leave a dirty dish, they tell everybody what an asshole you were. And if you're great, they tell everybody how great you were. And if you leave a dirty whore behind, it's even worse. But usually, or better. Let's be honest. Better, dirty, yeah. dirty whore gets to go to the next stop on tour. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I tell you, back in the day, before the internet, it was a lot easier to make uh, girlfriends in town to town. You know, because because you know, it wasn't like, oh, I looked at your schedule. I know where you're going to be, and you know, I'm going to email you. I, I, I looked leave. at your Facebook, and I saw that you have a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, I would leave Berlin with like some girl's like address written on like a pack of rolling papers. And, <laughs> okay, and that was what our our future contact was based on. Mm-hmm. Me getting this pack of rolling papers back to America and writing her a letter and going to the post office and putting stamps on it, and then waiting for her return. It was like some like Victorian era romance, <laughs> just to hook up with some girl, you know, that I met, you know, met in, like some <laughs> punk rock dive. Well, well, you know, the other thing, too, is, that, you know, since the Internet flattens the world, we all know musicians. Like, one of the jokes I have is that, you know, 
living in Brooklyn for years, it's like 14 years ago when I would tell girls I was an audio engineer, they'd be like, ooh, wow. But now, you know, Joe just said everybody in his band does audio engineering. The problem is they've met 12 of them that are broke that they've had to keep on their couch for years. So that line doesn't work so well for me. And, you know, I had to become an author now to have a little bit more of a yeah, social commodity. Yeah, writers get a ton yeah. of tasks. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Fighting it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, when I put out my first book I got, it was nice to get for the attention I got because it turns out every asshole has a band. But I was the only asshole with a book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in this group of morons. <laughs> um, so, Joe, tell us about the big ups. So tell us where you are and where you want to go. And then Dr. Jesse's going to sort it out and make you a star. Okay. So, big ups. We've been... <clears throat> We've been playing for about we started like three years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, we're actually because I'm an, I'm a nerd and I keep up with all this stuff. We're about to play our 100th show yeah. in three years, so um, I keep track of like all the bands that we've played with. Where blah, will blah, that blah. be in case people want to come? That's going to be at Big Snow Buffalo Lodge, which is on <laughs> Verrett Street. Oh, okay. It's right around <laughs> it's right around the corner from Roberta. So if you're within uh, you know our internet airwaves, um, you know how to get there. Um, so. Uh, but yeah, so that's our hundredth show, and we're we're just trying to, you know, uh, we w- basically just want to go on tour more and like see the world and play as, play as much as we can and uh, be able to survive from playing shows and quit this place. Yeah, get out of here. Okay. Just kidding, Jack. Hey, Jack. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Joe. No, come on. You know I would. Okay, do that. Jesse, give him the real- reality check. Knock those rose-colored glasses off of his face. Please do. Give him, give, him, give him the hard, cold truth about this this unforgiving bitch goddess that is show business. <laughs> well, it is a brutal business. Uh, I guess the first thing I'd ask are you guys giving away free music? Um, we. Oh boy! See, this is how bad I am. I don't even know. Um, we have our stuff on. <laughs> we have our stuff on Bandcamp, okay, so- and I'm pretty sure that. It's like if you buy our actual record, you get the download codes yes. to download it on Bandcamp. So, so the first thing I would be saying is that if, if you're a group who does not feel that their fan base has been established, um, you want to be giving away. I mean, even if you are established, like if you're even the Black Keys, who were you know, the only rock band last year to get a platinum record, yeah. um, you should have free music that allows people to be a gateway into your music. Um, there's so much, so many people vying for attention. If you put a paywall before, they can decide if they want to ingest you in the format they like. You're going to have a little bit more trouble building a fan base. But what you should be exchanging for that is an email address or a tweet or a Facebook like. So the word is being spread about your music. Okay. Um, the second thing I would say is, as you know, I never wanted to do this when I was a band, but having a mailing list at your shows is really, really important. Because really, email. Really. Well, you know, this, the thing is, is um, as somebody who sits with boring data, you send out an email, you get sometimes a 20% response to it. You send out a tweet or a Facebook. If you get 5%, you really did great. So Right, okay. Um, it's more personal, perhaps? Yeah, or, and yeah. well, also the people who let you into their email box, that's an intimate place, whereas your Facebook, that's where just everybody's showing you their cat and... Uh, Nothing wrong with that, Jesse. No, I'm sorry. I forgot. I, I forgot. You, you're auditioning for BuzzFeed uh, as the cat editor. <laughs> Some bitch got that job. We, we, our, our cats are all internet whores, and we empower them. <laughs> Everybody likes looking at pussy on the internet. Come on. I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a listen nice. to the to big ups? Yes. All right? Let the world at large uh, hear it. Uh, we've heard it before in the Mike and Judy show. What are we about to hear? This is called Fresh Meat by fresh, Big Ups. Fresh Meat, Big Ups. Here we go.
street! That's not music, that's noise. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you kids, get off of my lawn. You just channeled your mommy, didn't you? (laughs) I was, it's true, I was trying to think what my mom would say if she heard heard that. Um, Oh, Michael. (laughs) Well, you know, 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 my dad saw my band, my um, early band, Sharky's Machine, Mm -hmm. uh, once. And, you know, Sharky's Machine was a, we did okay. We put out a couple decent records, went to Europe a few times. Um, You know, I had had a pretty decent following back in the uh, late 80s. My father saw the band once. And he said, wow, unambiguously, without equivocation, I've seen your band, I've seen the way you handle your gear, and quite frankly, I don't call it music. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom actually really is really likes it, surprisingly. I mean, I think the... Well, your one, mom's probably, what, like 35? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, she, uh, but she did say, because one time I, I was like, you know, I like to listen to demos of stuff that we've recorded while in the car. Mm-hmm. So I was back in Maryland, which is where I'm from, and I'm driving around in the car because I like to see how it sounds with the car stereo system. And I left it in my mom's station wagon, and she was like, Joe, this is great, but I remember your last music, you didn't say fuck as much as you do in this <laughs> band. And I was like, well, mom, a lot of anger. <laughs> so you were, you were down at uh, South by South uh, West with, with Big Ups, right? Yes, we were. And how did that work out for you guys, getting the uh, pop from that? Yeah, we did. We got some, I mean, we got a lot of good press from that, and we had a we had a great time, and it was like, it's like band vacation. Everybody's mm-hmm. band is down there at the same time and everyone's like oh it's you know 80 degrees and we're all from new york or chicago or wherever and so everyone's like swimming and walking around half naked what, what, what do you think about south by southwest just even does it work uh this is what i'll say is if you can make an event and you have a good buzz but it's just the same like in new york we all know the scam of cmj it's let's be honest cmj and south by southwest are essentially the same thing right. and we know that if you're not playing a show where there's a band with a big buzz you're going to be playing day people and at South by Southwest, you may play to eight people four times because everybody finds some way to play on a corridor or the back of a uh, truck lift or whatever yeah. these days. But I don't think it's always worth it to make the trip if you're not going to uh, have a good buzz going before that. Yeah, I mean, my just um, as, as an looking from a distance I've been to South by Southwest yeah. and honestly I, I didn't really really enjoy it to be honest with yeah. you it was just too much happening too many you know you know, kids just sort of wandering right around there with you. you know college radio junkets and yeah but all- you guys are old young Joe I'm sure this is very <laughs> I am exciting. old well, there's no question about I, 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 I have I'm mixed old opi- and jaded motherfucker I have mixed yeah. opinions about it as well because you know part of it is like yeah, you can go and see some really great bands. The weather's nice, but then it's like also like, oh, I got to go to the the Geico Moon Bounce tent to go see my favorite band play, and oh, here's a free pair of sunglasses that says like "Suck Nike's Dick" on the side of it and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I mean, when the Stooges are the big band, I mean, what is that really saying to something that's supposed to be celebrating independent right exactly. music? Well, yeah. actually, the Stooges aren't an independent label right uh, uh, now, uh, but uh, even if it's just of, just, of sorts, I think their yeah. reputation is pretty pretty well secured. Yeah, um, I, I think that, that, that young upstart. 
Or Iggy Pop. I think he's yeah. got a future that <laughs> Future and scaring kids and what your stomach can look like when you get older. Uh, but uh, I, I think that the bi- biggest thing is that everybody thinks they're bad is going to be the one. We, we all feel special because our moms sometimes tell us we're special and stuff like all that. But um, You guys have nice moms. <laughs> <laughs> it's just true. Such a nice mother. Um, but... The reality is, is one of the things that I talk about in this book is no one's ever going to care about your band as much as you do. So you got to put a lot of work into it to get other people motivated by it. But there's also a reality of that you have to make people care and do something eventful around it. So like what, like a feud? Well, like a feud I, I with think like that that's gr- that's that's gratuitous. I think that uh. there's a, other ways to do it. Like the biggest thing no, I no, say is for Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> Build community. Play with like-minded people. I think one of the biggest mistakes bands make is like, you know, you play with a hip-hop and a metal band when you're a punk band. Who wants to sit through that? Because most people have narrow tastes. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah. It's, it's, is it still like that? It, I thought we had sort of come to this place where things were a little bit more ecumenical, um, meaning that like if there was a hip-hop band, it wouldn't be that weird to have a metal or a punk rock band on the bill because it's all kind of hard and heavy. And at this point, you know, it, you know, it's come together. You know, um, Hard rock bands do balance now. Yes, but I think there is a thing of that... So, for for example, I think that there is a way to play with like-minded people. Like, so, for example, if you're a punk band playing with a band that's... There's some tons of dance bands with a punk ethic these days, and just because you have synthesizers doesn't mean this or that, but I think there's also times when you're playing with people who totally don't get each other. Like, you know, you go to, like, a Rockwood music hall. There's still these venues in New York that just are like, here's five bands, let's hope they draw, and they throw it at the wall, and that's a waste of a band's time is to play those shows because you're not going to play to people who are going to be sympathetic to your music most likely but if you play in a cool scene like what happens around these parts of bushwick there's odds are that you're going to play a good there's show a scene. Just, a scene can't really be yeah. undervalued frankly i don't trust them you know the same way i don't trust clicks in high school but mm-hmm. there's something to be said for it for sure so which bands would you like to play what bands do you think would be um homogenous and advantageous for you to uh for big ups to play with um that i mean we have we have some things coming up like right now we play with like pretty much a lot of the bands in new york city like that are sort of part of this, you know, North Brooklyn play in a dingy warehouse thing. So I think more than anything, I want to play with bands that aren't from here. So uh, when you know when when they come to town, be like you know, open up for those bands because it'll just be that'd be beneficial. Like if we go on tour, we get to play with this awesome band like in Chicago that has an awesome following. So we get to go out and like meet new people and all that. So. I don't know. I, I there's lots of bands from Baltimore that I really like because it's where I, I grew up, and they have like a really strong music scene, and that was kind of like what inspired me to make music in the first place. So I'm always like looking and seeing what's going on down there. So this band called Dope Body that's really awesome. Band called Room Runner that we've played with before and that I really look up to. So. Yeah. And uh, one thing I like too about about the book Jesse is you talk about the, the live show mm-hmm. a lot, and um, you know there's a time when. Looking at the at the live show, it just I mean bands have gotten so fucking boring. I mean there's all this like you know I mean there's actually a genre called shoegazing. Okay, <laughs> it's like a genre to somehow prop up like the worst quality a band could possibly fucking have. And I remember at a time when um, our friends the John Spencer Blues Explosion weren't even considered serious because they had a live show because mm-hmm. John was such a great entertainer. Oh, yeah. So therefore it couldn't be as valid as say Sonic Youth or Pavement who didn't put it over the top. Well. We're always going to have movements in music. And what I think what's great about today is that every movement is in style today, maybe except like ska. But like yeah. ev- everything, <laughs> it's, it's kind of dead. Um, 
You have to be something exceptional, though. Since everything is popular now and really what you see throughout record sales, like the reason only one rock band went platinum last year isn't because the music industry is dead. It's that it's so easy to find a tiny little thing that you like and all the bands get pushed up a little bit more now. Um, you have to be doing whatever you do exceptionally and do something. If you're going to be a shoegaze band, you know, the be- best thing about My Buddy Valentine, who are the epitome of shi- shoegaze band, is they go and rent an extra part of the PA so they sonically destroy your ears. And everybody I know who went to those shows at Roseland said that was the loudest show I saw. So at least they did something exceptional while they sat there looking at their shoes. Well, that's, that's, their, that's, that's their uh, gimmick. Yes. If you will. I mean, they are well, it's not a gimmick. fucking. Well, that's, 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 that's their well, sound, part. baby. That's sound. Okay. But, yeah. you know, all right. Um, that, 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 maybe I, I, maybe I'm a little cynical, but I do watch a lot of professional wrestling. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, yeah, obviously they are fucking loud. Yeah, and loud is great. Loud moves air. Yes, you know, and mm-hmm. there's a definitely like a huge psychoacoustic. You know, it's like a drug. Yeah, like, bass is like a drug. Totally. Yeah. What about videos? I mean, I I saw a video. I hardly ever watch them anymore, but I saw mm-hmm. a video by Matt and Kim this morning, uh-huh. and, and it made me really want to know more about their band and stuff. And that's uh, what a video should do. Yeah. Um Well, you think of it this way: by quadruple now the number according to a nielsen survey um the number one way people discover new music is youtube so if you're not concentrating on youtube and making a youtube for every single thing you do and i'm talking like even three like you should have a live video uh some sort of music video that represents and makes people more interested in you that's all that really matters because like honestly one person's viral video is really like you know for a band like big ups i would never say like why are you guys trying to make this cool viral video where you, you know, have some cats dancing or whatever? Like, <laughs> you you guys aren't that bad, but making something that invites more mystery about the band. Like, honestly, like, I, you know, I haven't seen you live, but you sound like you're a really dynamic front man probably showing He's your live show. He's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, showing what you guys have and the energy you guys put out, I think, is a great way to invite more mystery. So what made you want to know more about Matt and Kim from that video? It, well, they're in bed and they... They dance in bed, and it's, and it's like they're they're pretend sleeping the whole time. It was really okay. It was cute. But is there a cat? I, there was no cat, but it was really cute. And they're they're like a good looking couple. Mm-hmm. The song is catchy. It's not like my kind of music normally, but I was like, oh, this is adorable. And yeah, like if you you know you're a good looking bunch of guys, you have to like put your faces out there while they're still pretty. Yeah. So 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 what do you got happening on YouTube? Tell us. Big ups on YouTube. What do you got? What do you got? Nothing. <laughs> like it's first of all, I, and when, and I think that this is something that bands sort of have to think about now. But Big Ups is the least Googleable name ever. You type mm-hmm. that into Google, and nothing comes up. And then, and we just don't. And uh, part of it is the fact that we we uh, you know we we just spent some time recording. We don't have that much money to like make a music video. It is it, it is. Something that we want to do in theory. Where but, is well, your notebook? Where are your notes? You're going to have to like play this. Well, I can just download you. this MP3 off HeritageRadioNetwork.org. <laughs> I should probably play the first thing that comes up on YouTube when you search Big Ups. Oh, please don't. This is true. This is true. This is actually what comes up when I search Big Ups on so YouTube. So basically, Joe, you're Let's get you Googleable, Jesse. How do we get the big ups Googleable in a positive way? I actually think you're you're wrong about how uh, hard it would be to get big ups up there. If you want to get nerdy for a second, bigupsmusic.com. You own that. You're probably already going to go up high on Google. But I actually don't think that it's going to be the end of the world. Like if your band its name is Camden, for example, you're never going to (laughs) beat. 
you know, articles about the, the horrible the, city. The, the, murder, the murder capital <laughs> yeah, of the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of the scariest places I've ever been. Um, but I think you, you could easily do it. And it, just because you don't have money for a video doesn't mean that you can't make those single-frame YouTube videos. Even that is good enough to just start getting people curing your band. And a lot of the blogs, you know, we all know music is blogged about, and that's how we discover it. How I discover music is because I pay attention to a few blogs and I trust them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of blogs want to post a YouTube video, even if it's just a single frame or a picture, and that can be done by simply going to a website or just opening your Mac. All right, number one, need big ups video. Yes. Yes. Need big ups dot com. Right? Uh, do not have the domain. Five five dollars. Okay. Five dollars. Jack, oh pull up GoDaddy I'm, I'm right sure. now. <laughs> no, don't use GoDaddy. <laughs> oh, okay. What should we use? Uh, Oneandone.com. GoDaddy okay. da- Go is a scam, and yes. when your domain lapses, they try to sell it back to you at an auction rate. I Whoa. just fought with them about that. Yeah. It's awful. It's really awful that they do yeah. that. They're a disgusting company. Yeah. And they're right-wing pigs, and I hate that. Okay. So now you've got a video. Now you've got a website. Yeah. Yep. What's next? Mailing list. Uh, giving away free music, having a free music page that um, not only has new music for new fans to discover, but your present fans, you should be feeding them music from time to time or at least something interesting to them, whether it's live, a new B-side, a demo, whatever. Okay. I, I think this is very important. Giving away yeah. music um, has become the norm, and I think yes. it's actually a, probably a, a positive thing. I it know is. there's always that to, you know, you got to pay for it, you got to pay for it. I'm not talking about pirating music that's that's different mm-hmm. we're not talking about stealing somebody's record but i think by putting it out there because i mean and the paradigm has changed time has changed yes. that's why people do get music is i want people to hear my record mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna put out a new uh um edison mike edison rocket train record in the, in the fall and i'm already thinking about where i'm gonna make it available at least for a period of time where people could get the whole record downloaded not even streamed mm-hmm. yeah you right. know for free you know just to get them into it because the truth is i'm never gonna make my money selling that cd i'm gonna get make my money by having people come in the door it's gonna enhance my reputation yes. and it's going to turn into bigger things i got to parlay you know and i understand cds are going the way of the dodo bird too the right? C- cds are pretty much go- best buy just cut down their shelves 25 percent again which basically means that there's just about no chain left that sells cds um which is good because that makes the more we get away from that the more less major labels have power and major labels are what polluted our mu- music discovery in the first place but what i would say Back to the free music things. It shouldn't totally be free. You should be trading an email, Facebook, or a tweet for it. Um, that's what you're getting exchanges. You're getting a way to stay in contact with these people or have them help spread your message by tweeting about it or Facebook like it. That it comes up in your friend's stream and, oh, Mike likes, big ups. Maybe I should hear them. I trust Mike's taste. We used to say um, back in the early days of internet marketing that when you ask someone to opt into something, mm-hmm. um, there had to be a clear and obvious benefit or reward. Yes. Okay? It had to be some sort of exchange. It wasn't just me giving it to you. You had to give me something. But you had to feel like you were getting something valuable. I mean, the mm-hmm. rule of the game for me was always you try to stuff a dime bag's worth of weed into a nickel bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You, 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 it, it, it's, you can take the boy out of high times, so but you can't take the high <laughs> out of the boy. But, 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 but that's it, you know. I mean, another story, um, if I, the beer metaphor is um, this fellow Fritz Maytag was the brewmaster at Anchor Steam Beer, and I used to be a yeah, journalist yeah. reporting on beer, and he said he loved the beer business, and they had a very good product that was very famous. That's but true. he said, every day I wake up, I try to find a new way to put something even more wonderful in that bottle. And that was his attitude, you know, and I, lo- I love that. I, 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 I was I in San that. Francisco last week. I've never seen a beer, a small beer, more ubiquitous in a city in my life. Like, it's what about worse than Brooklyn? A beer. 
I, I think that I saw Edgar Steam. It, we, put it this way: when I opened the hotel fridge, it was filled with Edgar Steam. Budweiser is highly identified with my shower. <laughs> I, I, I actually I heard that is that, that your your hangover tip is to drink the Budweiser uh, uh, in a cold shower. That's your problem, Joe. And the you morning. guys aren't drinking enough beer in the shower. Yeah. It's the only thing that works. I, I, I have to tell you that that was a tip you gave me years ago, and I followed that tip, and it really does work great. Another I'm satisfied still, customer, Doctor Edison. It. <laughs> I'm still another satisfied it. customer. I like in the chapter in the book here, sort of about um, kind of not being fucked up when you play. Well, what I more say is that, <laughs> that just because you're just because you're playing a show to eight people does not mean that's the time to experiment with how many Jaeger bombs you can do before a show because playing an intimate show can be one of the most powerful ones. I, I don't know about you guys, but like. Growing up on punk, some of the best shows I ever saw were to very small audiences. And if you make a big impression on a small audience and really go all out to still play one, now sometimes being fucked up. I mean, obviously, replacements are like one of my favorite bands of all time. <laughs> they weren't exactly sober for uh, a lot of those performances. And that's what we all enjoyed. Same with the Dwarves, another of my favorite bands. But well, when you're playing a 15 minute Dwarves set, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing it can work to your favor. I'll be honest, I'm probably you know the, the you know the, the 900 gigs I played in my mm-hmm. life with various bands, um, you know, all over the world. I think twice I was kind of too drunk to play, mm-hmm. and, I, and I and I st- and I still regret those two times. Yeah, because I consider it unprofessional. It's not the way I do drink. I drink before I get on yeah. stage. I have a few drinks, and I drink while I'm on stage. But you know, I'm never too drive too drunk to drive. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, I'm into it in the moment, but there were, there were twice, once I was back on the drums with the Pleasure Fuckers, and once I was doing a solo show and the, in France, and the guy who owned the Maison that we ate at just kept giving me his homemade Calvados. Have some more, <laughs> have some more, have some more. And I put on a lackluster performance for mm-hmm. a room full of people, and, you know, that was four years ago, and I, was, I still regret it, to be honest with you. It's just not fucking professional. Well, one of the stories I have is that, like, my old band was playing a show, and we played to eight people, but because we played to the sister of an A&R man, we're all of a sudden getting a call from a label we really, really wanted to be signed to, and, you know, had we not broken up and disbanded, it was going very well, and that was all because his sister calls him up and says, I just saw the greatest band I've ever seen in my life, and there's only eight people there. It happens. So, um, as we wrap it up, does Joe need a label? Should be looking for a big label? Like, I, what's, what's, what's the best road to oh these days? Labels are fine. Um, as long as they you don't get involved with it so early that they're going to put a paywall before you even have a fan base. A lot of bands get held back. While labels curation can help you, you need to have some gateway to it. Um, some labels are great, but you have to get into the right situation for your, your band. Um the curation of a label, There's, I'm sure we all have certain labels we trust. I trust, for example, Run for Cover Records. It's a really diverse label that always puts out great music to me. When I was young, Gern Blanston, everything they put out, whether it was hip-hop or indie or punk, I always loved. But there's also a lot of labels that don't have that trust, and it's kind of a waste of time when you could be doing this all yourself. Because honestly, labels don't offer much more than a credit card these, does these days. Do you feel like you learned anything today? Oh, Young man, I should have been. I should have brought my notebook. <laughs> well, we're going to leave you with a copy of the home game. We're going to give you a copy of "Get More Fans" oh, uh, thanks, by guys. Jesse Cannon and, uh, and Todd Thomas, your co-writer. Should get credit. Uh, the DIY guide to the new music business. Here you go, son. Go forth All and right. prosper, Jesse. Where can we find you on the internet? I bet. Let me guess. There's a website. There's a Facebook site. There's a Twitter <laughs> site. Bandcamp. Where else can we find? It's, you? it's, all, it's all linked at getmorefansbook.com. Getmorefansbook.com. Actually, I think Mike and Judy need to take a take a stroll through Get Yeah, More we fans. might need we might need to borrow <laughs> that book when you're done, Joe. And hey. the Big Ups, Joe, come on, give us a hint. Where can we hear you? Okay, go to uh, bigups.bandcamp.com. We have a couple shows coming up. Like I said, the one at Big Snow Buffalo Lodge, and then 
uh, June 16th at Shea Stadium with Destruction Unit, New, New Sensei, Psychic Blood for uh, Northside Festival. So that will be a good one. Nice. Is that the Shea Stadium? The Shea Stadium? Not the one Shea Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Citibank Field now, God, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. All right. It's for, for, for Judy and Mike, for Jesse and Joe, and Jack Kinsley, superstar, producer to the stars, to the stars, to the stars. We'll see you guys next week. Network.org.